0: hey everybody i'm at the lake today i just got done fishing but i wanted to take a minute to talk to you about my email list and my free ebook i want to give you all you got to do to get this ebook is to sign up for my email list once you sign up for the email list it's going to get sent to you automatically in this ebook it talks about what bass eat i talk about crawdads i talk about shad i talk about bluegill Those three are covered in depth in this ebook. It's not too long, but it's gonna give you a lot more information than you had before. Also in my email list, I talk about different techniques, tackle suggestions, tips, all kinds of different stuff. I let you know when my new podcasts come out or when my new videos come out. I want you to be a part of it. I want you to get this email. I want you to get this ebook. I want you to be a part of all of it. Sign up for the email list and get this free ebook. Alright, everyone. Thanks for checking in to this interview with FLW Tour Pro Kevin Finley. Um, This is his rookie season on the FLW Tour. He's from Arizona. Um, He's been fishing for a long time. If you're new to this channel, make sure to subscribe. And if this is on YouTube, make sure to hit the link or the bell for notifications so that way you get updates on new content. Um, I've talked to Kevin on you know, a couple different occasions over text message in person at the U.S. Open this past year. Um, He's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to fishing, sponsorships, a lot of stuff. So I know you guys are going to get a lot of benefit out of this interview. Um, So Kevin, I know that McMillan Fiberglass Stocks has been a really good partner for you. And, um, you know, I think that's kind of helped you the last couple years for sure. So let's start off talking about a little bit of, of, of the sponsor stuff and hey, thanks for having me
1: by the way um yeah mcmillan's been really great i mean uh, you know i mean anybody who's you know in the sport we all understand how important
0: partnerships can be because fishing's expensive and uh and uh so mcmillan
1: has been uh has been my my banner sponsor last year and this year as well so uh it's been really great and he's a great partner and obviously
0: they've got so it's, it's really easy to be sponsored by those guys. Right, right. Yeah, and I know that you did a lot of good stuff as well with um, the Wild West Bass Trail um, for McMillan. I know that they're using, they have the stand and stuff like that for to weigh the fish in the tournament. I know that you organized some of that, and, and um, I think they got a commercial on Johnny Johnson's show, correct? Yeah running on uh, wild west
1: shows and and uh on johnny johnson coming up uh and we ran commercials last year with johnny johnson it's one of the kind of the things that i i do with my sponsorships is i try to uh create an entire package for a sponsor and uh and not just kind of uh take 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 but 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 actually uh when the sponsorship uh Uh, begins to unfold there's uh, a multifaceted marketing approach for your sponsors and that's what I try to do with my sponsors so that's what I did with uh, McMillan and it's worked out really good
0: yeah that's awesome I know I get a lot of questions from people um, asking me like how did I get a sponsor or how to get one how to do this how to do that and I what I try to make sure that people understand is it's about selling that company's product it's not how they help you it's how you help them and then the benefit, whether it's product or whether it's money or or a discount or whatever, is basically your payment for you helping to sell more of their stuff. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of people seem to miss. What are your thoughts? No, I agree, and um, and I think that um,
1: you know, and, and in our business, it's it's about like especially like. Um, when you have your truck and your boat wrapped, and and you're wearing the jersey, and you've got all stuff, and you're going up on stage on the FLW tour, or on Wild West, or or Bass, or or MLF, whatever it is, you um, uh, you know you have a lot of of you have a lot of, of face uh, on on you know uh, on TV and uh, on all different types of media, you know, and people and all these organizations they live stream now, mm-hmm. and you know we all watch it. And so, um, it's about being able to get that recognition for your sponsors. They've got a lot of face time. Yeah. I mean, I drive down, you know, I, I drive across the country because I've, i fished everywhere from Florida. I'll be in New York later this year. And, uh, and, you know, I have people honk at me, uh, because I've got McMillan all over my truck and boat and I have, you know, Bass Pro Shops and, and Mercury and, you know, all my other sponsors as well. So, um, yeah, you know, I think a lot of guys uh, they'll 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 miss that in the beginning, but it doesn't take long in the business to understand that you you, you know, they've gotta have some type of long term recognition out of it and that's what fishermen can really do is put that put that
0: name out there in front of everybody all the time. Yeah, and one of the things that I've noticed just traveling around and I don't have a wrap on my boat or anything like that, but the boats get a lot of attention. Just the mere fact that everyone, when you stop at the gas station or whatever, they're always commenting or you run through fast food and they're, oh, what a nice boat or that motor's huge or what are those poles on the back? And you know that whenever they ask you that stuff, they're obviously looking at whatever logos you might have, especially if you have a wrap because those are so, they're so eye-catching and all that that I think that um, some of that mobile advertising gets, doesn't get the credit that it probably deserves because you're just a big billboard traveling across the country. No, it it is true. And I mean, how many times do you get asked about your power poles? <laughs> or your ten probably number one? And it brings people over
1: and then you know, they see all the names on the boat and everything. Yeah, you're right. It is. It's a it's it's a it's a really good marketing tool. For sure.
0: Well, I, let's let's move on to the funner part, the, the the fishing side. I mean, the business side of things is very important, but I think a lot of people are tuning in, you know, wanting to know a little bit more on the fishing side. Um, but those are some things that I just know from talking to you that, that you're a wealth of knowledge when it comes to the business side of fishing. And, you know, I just wanted to tap into that a little bit, but getting onto the fishing, just start off and, and explain to everyone, you know, how you got into fishing or, you know, what, what made you want to start fishing tournaments and then what led you into fishing, um, on the, you know, highest level that there is. Um, you know, I, it's weird. I got start. I, I started
1: out my, I, I lived in Chicago, you know, hardly the greatest place to be a bass fisherman, you know? And, um, but my old man, he took me, uh, he took me up to Wisconsin one time to fish, um, some lakes up there, you know, they were generally a little cleaner and a little better fishing up there. And, and, uh, we went up there and, and I remember being excited about it for a long time before we went, like, I was really excited. You know, how a kid gets excited when
0: you right. go fishing and, uh, and uh, we and we got up there and uh, we got
1: we got blanked. You know, we, we didn't, I didn't even get a bite, and I was sold. Like that was it. I, I, I was like, this is what I want to do. This is it. You know. And I mean, how do you how do you you know uh, understand that you you're gonna do that for the rest of your life uh, from the art of being skunked? I mean,
0: I don't know how that happens, but that's what happened with me. It happened to me on on Sunday. So. Yeah. Uh, we moved out to Arizona after that,
1: and obviously Arizona's a great place to live for bass fishing. And uh, and so um, uh, I started that, uh, you know, at a pretty young age. I was probably 11 or 12 when I, I really started getting into it. And uh, and uh, my old man would drop me off at the lake before work, in my little boat. And then he would come pick me up after work in my little boat, and all summer long when I would be out of school. So that's how I got started.
0: That's, that's awesome. Yeah, I have a similar story like that when I was a kid going fishing. It was trout fishing, you know, at Lake Jennings, which is a real small lake here in San Diego, and, and like you can't even get up on plane. It's five mile an hour around the whole place, and we went trout fishing, and we didn't even get a fish, and I just remember being all stoked just hanging out with my dad going to the lake fishing, and the fact, we didn't even catch a fish, but like eventually we got better and started catching fish, and it makes it more fun for sure, but it's just crazy that as a kid, just I think it's just that quality time with whoever you are with is what gets you hooked and just being outside and, you know, just hoping that you're going to catch something. Yeah, no, I
1: agree. Uh, I think there's just something about going to the outdoors, whether it be fishing or hunting or whatever. I think uh, being able to hang out with your dad or the family and be able to do that, it is. There's something different about it. You know,
0: it's not like hanging out and playing video games. There's something different about it. Right. No, I agree with you 100%. Um, so what transitioned into um, fishing the tournament thing, and then I know you've fished the one vast US Open a bunch of times, you fished some Wild West, you fished some of the Costas, and then now you're you know, fishing the, the FLW Tour, the highest level with FLW, and you know, how did you make those transitions? What, what kind of pushed you to want to go and, and fish this tour? Well, you know, I, it's different with me than it is with a lot of guys. I mean, some
1: guys make those types of transitions because they're so incredibly successful. And, uh, and that, 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 that's not how it was with me. That's not why I made those transitions. I, I originally started fishing smaller tournaments in my teens, uh, right around Phoenix. And, and I had some good success doing that. And then, uh, and then I actually met Gary Simp when I was young and, and, we started fishing a few things together, and then and then we and then we had some good success together. And then I fished with Alex Dombrowski uh, in the late '90s, uh, early 2000s, and we had some really good success together in team tournaments. And we won a championship, and won a boat, and won a some bun- bunch of tournaments. and And I fished with Gary too. And then I took a bunch of years off after that. Um, I I had uh, for family and business reasons. I had to take a bunch of years off, and I didn't. I didn't come back until 2014, 2015. I took 15 years off. Wow. And when I came back, yeah, that's a long time. And, and when I came back, one thing I, I didn't want to do is, you know, I've won tournaments at Lake Pleasant. I've won tournaments at Bartlett. I've won tournaments at Roosevelt. You know, I've, won, I've done these different – but I, uh, I just didn't feel like doing that anymore. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to fish – new places i'm going to go new places i'm going to fish new things and and that's what i want to do i was like and if i can't do that then i really don't want to do it and uh and um so that's what i did i decided i was going to fish wild west and i was going to start fishing one bass stuff and uh fish the u.s open and i really want to win the u.s open I, I you know last year I got ninth, but i, I want to win that tournament night you know i obviously i think you do too and everybody yeah. does but but um uh, I've just got some goals in mind that are, are bigger than what I've done in the past before I took the time off. And so I fished, uh, two different Costa series. I fished the West and then I fished the, uh, kind of back East a little bit, uh, Texas, Oklahoma area. And, um, and I qualified through the West, so I didn't finish out my last tournament back East cause I qualified to go to the championship through the West. And then, um, um, and then uh, I had I had tried to get in the FLW tour last year because I oh, thought it'd be really great, you know, to be able to go and fish new water and new things and, and it's not because I thought I was gonna go in there and I'm gonna knock Brian Thrift off his throne or something. That's not at all why I fished, you know, why I wanted to fish. I wanted to fish it because it was new and, and, and uh and who who wouldn't wanna jump on the opportunity of fishing the FLW tour and then I got a call this year and they said, Hey, I think we got a spot for you on the tour. And so I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> so I've got the sponsorships to do it and, and I've got the time to do it. And, you know, I have a business here in Phoenix. And so, so I did it, you know, and I have gotten my butt thoroughly kicked in the first three tournaments this year. You know, they were all grass legs and, uh, and, and I, and I knew I wasn't like the greatest at grass because we don't have grass out in Arizona, really not that much, you know, what grass we do. It's not like the grass in Florida and um and uh, uh and i didn't realize how not good i am at grass so um so we've got our next tournament i leave day
0: after tomorrow for grand lake in oklahoma and i've been there before mm-hmm. and uh, fished there i liked it
1: and there's no grass there and so you know i get to hit some stuff that i think i'm better at and and i get some new stuff but that's that's why i went i mean that's why i went i wanted to i wanted to go new water i, I love lake pleasant
0: here by my house but I don't want to fish Lake Pleasant all the time. No, I totally get that. And I think that, um, like, when we're talking about Lake Mead or we're talking about, you know, something like that, or I'm sure Havasu with the grass and stuff like that, and it it, it was eye-opening just going to the Delta and fishing the grass that they have at the Delta. And when you're listening to people talk about ripping a trap or ripping a, you know, crankbait through the grass and, like, what that's actually like when you're fishing different kinds of grass, then— than what we have in those desert lakes or what I have here at home. It's a lot different. And I'm sure, you know, everything that I've heard and talked to people about, Florida's its own, its own deal. And um, it sounds like, you know, that was a little bit of the case, case for you as well in these first few ones.
1: No, it is. And, and you know, what's different, and, and I like the Delta, you know, I've fished the Delta a number of times and I, I really love it up there. But I, uh, but it's weird. you know, in Florida, you get on these lakes and it's a big round ball. And, and you're you're like, well, it's a big, round pond, and these guys know exactly where the bass are going to be and what kind of grass at certain times of year and at what time of day, and it, and it's really interesting. Like, it's interesting to learn about this stuff
0: or whatever, but in the meantime, you know, you're you're paying a pretty big entry fee. <laughs> right, <for>. right. <laughs> but it's interesting to learn about it, you know, and I'm
1: like, I have no clue what grass they're going to be in. Like, I'm fishing toolies when I should be fishing, you know, should be fishing grass over here, or high drill out in the middle, or you know whatever. But I'm learning, and uh, and and it's really neat to kind of reflect back on your tournaments and go, man, you know, if I had that a do over, I could I could probably do better. And you know,
0: and maybe you wouldn't, but you do that a bunch of times, and you definitely start to learn. Well, that's I think the major thing that like with someone like you on your rookie season on the tour, you know, you got to reflect and you've got to learn. You know, no different than like what I'm trying to do with with my pro ams and stuff like that is, you know, I'm probably fishing a little bit over my head in terms of what I'm doing and I end up having to pay those dues and and learn and all that and you know, you just haven't been in Florida. So when you get to something that suits your talents a little bit better, then you might have more success, but even the biggest names in in bass fishing, you know, there's guys that struggle there. I've heard Brandon Polinick struggles in Florida and, you know, stuff like that. And he's one of AOIs and he's, you know, one of the biggest names in fishing. And it's just one of those things. Like, all of us have our strengths and sometimes they don't always line up with where some of these events take place. Yeah, no, and, and, and it's true. And But I'll tell you, what's really neat about, about fishing the tour is
1: just um, – you know, being able to kick around with guys that you, you know—I mean, I'm 48 years old—and and you know, I watched Jimmy Houston and Larry Nixon and you know the guys when when I when I grew up, and uh, I remember sitting in front of the TV watching them for hours and hours and hour and I would record it on my VCR, you know, on a beta tape, and um, and and now you know, uh, you know, you you, you sit there and talk with Jimmy Houston because he's standing right next to him, you know, mm-hmm. and so. So it, it's 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 kind of neat, and, and you know, if you have that type of opportunity to be able to uh, uh, fish on that level, you want to you want to enjoy it. You kind of need to suck it all in, and uh, and you need to enjoy the daylight while it's there, you know. And and uh, and I've been enjoying it a lot, you know. I've been traveling with Marty Lawrence, and uh, but I've got friends on the tour, you know, Cody Murray, and uh, and uh, you know. Miles Howe just did really, really good at the, at the tournament. Seminole, he had a top ten finish, you know. And Miles and I are friends, and so, so uh, it's it's been uh, it's been a really good experience. And I've still got four more tournaments left, so I'm looking forward to all those. I'm glad it's not over.
0: Yeah, and you said the next one's Grand Lake, right? Yeah, Grand Lake in Oklahoma. and I fished a coast of there last year. Um,
1: and uh and didn't do bad uh there uh last year i, I lost a fish it cost me a check but but that's not the point point is, is uh when i was on the lake i felt comfortable um you know i uh i was in like 20th place after the first day i caught a good bag the first day and uh and i just uh you know it, it's kind of up my wheelhouse it's docks and rocks and wood and 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 i love docks i like skipping stuff under docks and stuff like that so uh I'm looking forward just just to fishing. I mean, it's just one of those lakes where, and there's a lot of fish in Grand Lake. Like, like you yeah, can, you can catch fish all over that lake, and so uh, it's one of those lakes where you know, if you and I were going fishing, that's a lake you'd want to go fishing in.
0: Yeah. So, what are you kind of expecting to to do there, like like technique wise, or, or are you just kind of going fishing and seeing what you find in practice, or do you kind of have a game plan going into practice? Well, I definitely have a game plan. I think uh, I think Grand Lake's one of those lakes that's it's it's pretty easy to pattern um you know um and 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 like i said there's
1: a lot of fish all over that lake i don't think anybody would tell you any different you know a lot of uh, you know you'll sometimes go to lakes and and you'll feel like there's a lot of dead water you know and that's not the way it is with grand lake like you could potentially win it out of any cove or any cut you know and so um it's really grand lake is kind of it's generally uh uh real clear uh certain parts of the lake and then it's and then it's kind of stained in other parts of the lake and then real dirty on other parts well it's going to be more dirty overall they've got a lot of rain and things like that but you do get some clear water coming in the elk river sometimes and um but i like fishing uh muddy water i mean pea soup's fine with me and uh and and so uh, it's really uh, it's really a, a, a square bill crankbait type uh, spinnerbait, uh, you know, that type of a lake jigs. Um, it's that type of a lake. you you kind of your normal docks stuff. Um, and there's docks. The whole lake is docks. I mean, it's just docks. If you think Clear Lake's docks, this place is really docks.
0: <laughs> Got it. So, yeah. yeah so uh, I really like it.
1: Um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I, I kind of have my, uh, I've got my uh, juice bucket filled with uh, spinner baits and, and jigs and things like that. And so uh, get up there and see what we can do.
0: Now, since you've fished a few of these um, FLW Tour events so far, um, it's been three or four so far. Three, three so far. Three so far. And we had, Sam Rick, and, uh, we had uh, and then we had
1: uh, uh, the Kissimmee Chain, and then we had Seminole. Um, and Kissimmee Chain and Seminole right next to each other. I mean it's like a three and a half hour drive, you know. It's just Florida and Georgia. In fact, Seminole's, you know, it's partially in Florida still.
0: Now from what you've seen like when you were fishing the Costas or the Wild West or just your your regular pro ams versus when you're fishing on the tour, is there any like differences that you can see and you know how guys practice or how guys fish? Like do they cover way more water than the average guy? Do they or are they just better at timing? Like, what do you what do you think or what do you feel are, are some of those things that people just may not, you know, realize without having done all of it? Um, I, You know, I think um,
1: the one thing that kind of stands out to me, and I think it's not, I think it's more not because it's the FLW Tour, but just because of where we're fishing. I think one of the things that stands out to me that I've, I've really seen is, is, every single one of these tournaments was won by a guy who basically found a big group of offshore fish and sat on them and never moved his boat for 10 feet the entire tournament. And so, so these are guys who are, they are experienced. They've, they've been to these lakes a, a hundred times. They, they kind of know where these offshore fish are going to be. They'll, they'll know seven or eight hot spots where they're going to go. And they dial these things in. And so, um, you know, in, in, in one sense that that's kind of that's a hard suit to follow when you don't know the lake you know that would be like uh you know winning the lottery to hit that one spot that's 20 foot by 20 foot you know so you kind of have to do different things to you know i have to do stuff to try to cover more water um you know now at Seminole, i did find a real good spot but i didn't dial them until the second day second day i dialed them in pretty good but but um uh, it's just, it's harder to do. Um, I think, I think you've seen more guys find an offshore, uh, you know, heavy schools offshore. I, you know, and I don't see that sometimes out here, out West, you know, it seems like out West, you can cover more water and do well doing that. And, uh, so far that hasn't been the case back East, but, um, you only have three days to pre-fish on the FLW tour. I know a wild West on their programs. They're just two days, or whatever those, those, um, that's probably the one thing that, uh, that really kicks me hard. I, 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 feel like it takes me longer to, to pre-fish than a lot of guys, you know, like, I, I don't know, Ty out, you know, he, he's like, yeah, you know, you give me a day on the lake. I'm good. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, how do you do that? Ty? I'm like, <laughs> I, And, um, but I'm not good at that. You know, I'm not good at that. And, and so, um, you know, I'm like, if I had five days someplace, I feel like I can, I can really kind of dial it in. And I think it's because I'm more, I'm more uh, uh, I don't know. I I, I categorize my my, my pre fishing more. You know, I kind of got a set. You know, I'm going to do this this day. I'm going to do that, and I'll get off that or whatever. But I kind of I, I kind of break it up and I I compartmentalize this. You know, more than some guys where they flow a little better than me. I think. Um, so the three days pre fish has been a little different because, like, when I fished the Costa back there last year, I pre fished for six days and felt like that was really good for me. You know, so. So, you know, I I like that on the on the on one bass, you know, and and uh and the costas I like I like that longer prefish, but you know, again, you know, in the FLW tour these guys fish a ton of of big tournaments throughout the year and, you know, if you gave them even more prefish,
0: it's more time away from the family and so I understand why they why they do it no that makes sense now are you trying to make any adjustments in how you go about your prefish to kind of since you're identifying some of this so that way you can you know feel like you're giving yourself a better chance in that shorter period of time yeah like it's
1: Seminole. um so so you know for for the guys that don't know uh you know lake Seminole, the place is is the craziest and just take that one lake for instance um and i and i hit a stump out there at like 35 miles an hour Ooh. or two and and the whole lake is an entire forest that is flooded and they never cut any trees down. Well, they're all broke off six inches under the water. Like, and I'm not kidding you. It's six inches under the water and I'm talking big stumps. You know, (laughs) I I was talking to Josh Bertrand, you know, a long time ago. And I said, yeah, I got to go to Seminole next year. He's like, there's some big stumps out in the middle. You know, (laughs) I was like, I didn't realize how right he was until I actually saw it. And, um, and so, Finally, it was. I had decided to get to your question. I had decided that it was wasting my time trying to run around that lake. Like there are certain parts of the lake where I was like, okay, I have that marked because I checked it out on Google Maps and I want to go over there, but I couldn't get there unless I put my trolling order down. It's three quarters of a mile to get there, yeah. and I because you can't drive over there with your boat, you you, you wreck your prop in the first you know two hundred feet. Mm-hmm. So so i decided um you know what i'm gonna stay closer up by the river i'm gonna pick out a couple of spots and i'm gonna work just a very small area and i think that's it was much more successful for me um i threw the wrong baits the first day so i didn't have a good weight the first day but the second day i dialed it in and it was a lot of fish there and i think i just need to do that more i think i'm biting off a little bit more and i think when you've got a, um, you know, limited pre fish, you've got to limit the water that you cover. And, um, and the harder it is to cover that water, you gotta, you know, you, you've got to
0: dial it in even smaller and smaller. Got it. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. So what are you kind of looking forward to the rest of the season? And like, what do you makes a successful first year on the, on the tour? Um, You know, I
1: had, I I really wanted to make the cup. That's out for me. There's no way I can make the cup or whatever. I uh, really, I just want to cash a few checks on, on the tour. If I can cash a couple, two, three checks on the tour, I would be, I would think it's a really successful year for me on the tour. So, and I still have an opportunity to do that. And that's what I want to try to do. Um, so, uh, so there's that. I want to do that really, really bad. Um, I'd like to cash a couple of checks there. Then I, you know, I can't wait for the U S open. Um, I, you know, I, it's, it's, uh, a highlight of, of, of the year every year. Um, you know, I really liked it. I'd like to fish the one bass at, at, at clear Lake and I'd like to pick up some wild West stuff too, but I just can't, you know, I, I, I can't do it right now, but my season in the FLW is basically over uh, by July 1st, so I will. Um, uh, at that point, I'll, I'll spend a little time fishing around here, um, doing some stuff around here, and then, um, and then, and then I'll be getting ready for for the U.S. Open after that. And I'm going to take that pretty darn serious this year too.
0: Yeah, I think well, a lot of us are going to be out there in October, and I talked to. Uh, we had a boat show out here, and I talked to to Billy Egan about what he's hoping to get numbers-wise for the U.S. Open. And he's shooting for 250 this year. Um, and I think that's, like, the max that he's going to let it go, even if people want to go further than 250. I think his magic number and his stopping point is 250. And that's a that's a huge field.
1: Oh, yeah, that's
0: a big field. And he'll get
1: it. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, if he doesn't get it, it'd be really close. I think he'll get that. Uh, I think we did 225 or 224 or 227, something like that, last year. Mm-hmm. And I think he had guys still want men. So, um, you know, that's an epic tournament. Guys come from all over the country to fish that thing. I mean, Rick Klon, all these guys. And, uh, I, uh, uh, you know, I, I can't, I mean, you look at the guys who won it and it's the who's who of bass fishing. You got oh right? yeah.
0: Mayor John Murray. <laughs> so why would you not want to do well? On that Purge, one, you know? Brett so, yeah. I mean, you could just go on with the names. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kevin, I really thank you for taking the time to do this interview. Um, I think it, there's a lot of good information in here and um, just getting to know you better and I think the you know different stuff that we covered I think it's helpful to a lot of the younger guys especially that you know are interested in trying to get sponsorships or wanting to go and fish professionally and I just really think that getting insight from guys that are currently doing it and kind of getting some of the background on how they got there and what they're doing to stay there and what they're just the, the stories I think the stories are what's important and I think that everyone just you know finds their favorite pro and just think they they just were always there and there's always a story behind how the guys got there what's the motivation all that kind of stuff so i just want to say thanks for taking the time to to talk with me today hey thanks a lot man i appreciate you having me and uh I, i hope to come back uh at some point in the future yeah i'd love to do that i think that you know over time hopefully you know these interviews just get um better and better on my behalf so that way i can make sure that i'm asking the good questions because i have no experience do this i'm just kind of winging it and doing the best i can but i know we talked about mcmillan first thing but there any other sponsors you want to you know have a chance to promote or say some good things about you know i um i could really thank a whole
1: laundry list but i i'd really you know bass pro shops uh you know they just do a great job for me uh nitro boats i mean I'm always in the finest equipment with nitro boats. I mean, it's great. I've got my new boat coming. It's got the new Mercury on it. Mercury, um, you know, I mean, Mercury's never let me down. I mean, uh, it's an incredible motor, and I and, and I really appreciate those guys down at Mercury so much and, and the guys at nitro boats. All the people down at Bass Pro Shops, Bass Pro Shops, Mesa, Arizona, fantastic people. Um, trophy Technology, uh, they run BD Baits, uh, Castaic Swim Baits, uh, Katana Hooks, uh, you know, those guys have been good to me, and and I really appreciate him. DJ Custom Jigs, I mean, uh, he's just uh, David Burns, is a great guy, and I, I throw his jigs, throw his chatterbaits, and so um, you know, I really appreciate these guys. And th- those are the types of partnerships that, that you need when you when you want to fish the big stuff. And and uh, I, I I don't know that I'd be fishing the big stuff without all that stuff. To be honest with you.
0: No, I understand completely. I mean, just the financial aspect of it and just getting down to needing jigs and needing hooks and needing baits. Like, it's just the amount you need for an entire season when you're practicing for three days and you're fishing for, you know, minimum two, maximum four, and, you know, the time in between if you go and pre practice, all that just adds up. I mean, you know, 5 to $15 crankbait, depending on which one you buy, or even more, like, those add up over time. You know what I mean? You lose hooks, you lose gear, you you need different colors. It all just adds up. So I I get Uh, it. uh, My, my, my boat, uh, you know, it should go, you know, it's a fast boat, should go faster, Matt, but (laughs) it's loaded (laughs) down. I mean, I've got so much stuff in it and it's true. I mean, you end up needing so much stuff and so having those partnerships sure does help. Well, awesome. Thanks again for, um, being a part of the interview and, um, I just, I think it was, I think it was really good, and I just want to thank everyone for watching. I want to thank Kevin for being on and doing this interview with me. Um, if you enjoyed the video, please make sure you like it, you share it, and you comment. Again, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe and hit that bell for notifications. And thanks for again, and thank you, Kevin. Thanks a lot, man. Talk to you later. All right.